Today is May the 4th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I host a little show called This Joe Batanz. i got to tell you something. I am in hog heaven right now. My brand new headphones, my replacement headphones, came in a day early. The, our national nightmare is at long last over, everybody. You're going to get a good episode of This Joe Batanz right here. Thought Media. Oh, like I said at the top of the show, today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. May the 4th be with you. Everyone is in the sound of my voice. My name is Joe Batanz, and I host a little show called This Joe Batanz. God, I, guys, you know, because you're not hearing the difference, I, I, it's really funny how you take things for granted. Because now that I hear things the way, what's funny is, you know, you talk about how like chefs have a, a you know, you'll, I, I always remember an episode of, of Top Chef where Thomas Keller was, uh, a uh, very famous chef, by the way, if you don't know, was uh, a guest on the show. And someone was talking, someone mentioned about how he had probably like the most refined palate in, uh, you know, cooking. And it, you learn about that stuff as, as you, as you eat more. Now I, I don't, I don't venture to say I have a, a refined palate at all, but what I'm even audio wise, but I will say once you've had the best, which I use audio technica, uh, for my headphones, uh, and they are considered among the best uh, for what I do. Uh, God, anything else is just awful. Awful. And so uh, it was very nice that my brother lent me some headphones. I'm sure they're nice headphones, but it was very weird. I didn't like it. Now we're back to normal. Anyway, um, today we're actually going to talk about something, talk about something that I think... I was hesitating, you know, I, I thought a lot about today's episode of This Joe Batanz because there was some hesitation about this episode. Because uh, it's it's a topic that needs to be addressed. And I was thinking, do I should I do this episode? And then I remembered something. I remembered that when I started this show back in October, uh, my whole idea of the show was, you know, I've always wanted to have a daily journal, or somewhat of a daily journal. And if people benefit from it, then they benefit from it. They get to listen, you know, like, in other words, I always saw it as like, I wasn't doing the show for the audience. I was just doing a show. I was just recording a journal and you guys got to hear it. And I, I, I've stuck true to it, but then sometimes little things like today come up where I'm like, well, should I do this show? Will they be bored of it? And I was like, and I had to remember, and I, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, that ultimately this show is one of the few shows, if probably the only show, that is not for you. The show isn't for you. The show is, 
I wouldn't even say the show is for me. The show is just for the posterity of my memories of what I'm going through at a certain time. It's a journal. You're truly listening to a personal journal. And uh, and you guys get to eavesdrop on that. You get to be. It, it gets to satisfy your voyeuristic uh, tendencies. And I know. Look, I realize that this show. You know, I, I tell friends privately, and I think they think I'm, uh, uh, you know, lying to them. I truly don't understand the appeal of this show. I really don't. I don't get why you guys like it. Uh, there have been days where I'm just going like, oh, I had spaghetti today. You know. Uh, today's a little bit more substantive, but uh, but it's more about it's not about like a funny story about my mom. It's not about a funny story about my dad. It's not about something that happened to me. It's probably because uh, another uh, another reason I wanted this was that in case I was searching for stories for catching up or throwing down, I could go back if I needed to and listen to old episodes of the show to find sh- ideas for the week for those shows. But this is not one of those shows. This is not something I'll be talking about on either Catching Up or Throwing Down. It's uh, more of my emotions and my feelings about something. And uh, so as you may or may not know, if you'd listen to Just Between Us Girls on Sunday, I had to block yet another Patreon supporter. Uh, And and, and you have to forgive me if I repeat myself in any kind of way. uh, You have to remember, and always remember this when I repeat myself, I do, and we'll address this, maybe too many shows. And so I don't even know what I say on the air, off the air, on a show, which show, what show, what am I saying, where am I saying it, who did I say it to? I'm just talking now, and it just goes out into the ether, and whether it gets captured or not, I don't know, and so I may repeat myself a lot. But um, I had a block, uh, a fairly well-known, I think, listener, at least among the people, and we'll again, we're going to talk in detail about this. If we have, to, I mean, I don't know if we'll finish. Uh, named Darren, okay. And one thing I said, and again, just forgive me. I may be repeating myself. I said this somewhere. I had had my eye, a side eye, on Darren for a while. I would say for two or three weeks, he had been on my radar, and, and not in a good way. Uh, maybe I'm just a little sensitive because of Dean Barney UK. I don't know what it is, but, um, he was making comments that while innocuous, I found to be off. If that makes sense. Uh, they were, uh, just off. They was just not getting the vibe of afterthought or getting my vibe, uh, or getting the vibe of the show. It's, um, you know, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a story, and this is what it reminded me of. Um, I used to go regularly to a group therapy, um, a, a gay men's group therapy. All right? In fact, there's, there's a Zoom version of it going on right now with that therapist. And this is years. This happened years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Over, over 10, less than 15 years ago. Uh, there was this guy who always came in, and he was actually a very mild-mannered guy i think his name was like he had like a weird like vaguely latino but not really like i want to say like but it wasn't really super latino it's like sergio i don't think his name was sergio but we'll call him sergio and he would i mean he literally very mild manner very kind very um 
uh, I really don't know how to explain it. Just a, 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 he seemed pretty normal. Didn't talk much in the group therapy, but uh, uh, mild-mannered guy. And then he started one week. He came in, and you know the way the group therapy ran was there was something called the check-in. I'm sure all group therapies running like this are run like this, but where everybody in the group got to talk and talk about how they're just a, a sort of brief overview of how their week had gone. And after the check-in, <clears throat> he immediately started talking about some topic. All right, I don't remember what it was. He's like, I want to talk about it. I'm, I'm going to make things up just to, to illustrate this. He's like, I want to talk about gay marriage today. Now, by the way, it's not unusual for people to do that. Uh, and it's, usually there's some sort of personal thing going on. So usually, but can we talk about gay marriage? Because I'm thinking about getting married and my parents are something like that, right? But he, we just had like a, a general conversation about gay marriage, you know, and that was fine. And then he came in the next week and he did the exact same thing. Okay. And then by week three, or I don't even know if it was week three, maybe week four. It was a while where, to the point where I noticed. I was like, what is, what is going on? Why is he doing this? This is so bizarre and very not in character for him. And then by a certain point... He brought this up, and the therapist said, Listen, Sergio, I appreciate you bringing in these topics, but I run the group therapy, and that's not the topic we have prepared for today, and or we want to talk about other people. We don't let people talk and, and whatnot. And, and, and Sergio flipped the fuck out. Flipped out. Like, turned super red in the face, eyes bulged out, started screaming at the therapist, um... I literally thought it was going to maybe even punch him or come to blows. And then he just stormed out. I mean, I've never seen Sergio ever again for the rest of my life. All right. And started screaming. I'm saying, you know, like, well, you know, it's sad that I have to do your job for you and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And so it was very, very strange. And the reason I've told you that story is I was getting that same sort of Sergio sense from Darren. Okay, there would be shows where, uh, uh, you know, especially if it was a show that was very shoot the shit, you know, like or maybe the the first like a show that wasn't meant to really have you know, like like a this, for instance, or um, I don't know, I can't I can't tell you the, the show, but uh, it because it, it, it happened. We do so many shows, and it, it's nothing he did every single time, but it was something. For instance, I clocked. When we did uh, the Guten Tag with Carlo, he was there. And uh, he w- he was like, here we are, like, and, uh, very similar to what this Joe Batanz is. Guten Tag is basically going to be, when we do more episodes, me recounting uh, the time that Carlo and I spent together. Because I want to have a record of it for posterity, both of us talking about it. And then you guys benefit from hearing it. Okay. It, it's not, again, it's, it's one of those shows not meant for you you guys just get to hear it okay and you can take or leave that show and he was posting questions that i never asked in the crowdcast and that's sort of the brilliance of the crowdcast is i can choose to ignore the questions or not about rupaul's drag race and i was like that's really off and that now by the way this is something i'd noticed before that is a lot of his comments were either very sexually charged 
or just off. I really don't know how to. Exp- I really don't know how to explain it. They just seemed off. Okay, and it was something that I was just. He was in my peripheral vision of just keep an eye on this one. This one seems like a ticking time bomb. And I don't want to throw afterthought people under the bus, but I had private conversations with them about him. Okay? So I had private conversations with with some afterthought people and said, listen, uh, have you noticed this thing about Darren? Uh, and they and whoever I talked to uh, agreed that it was it was sort of off with the stuff he said. So I was already getting more and more troubled by the things he was asking and the direction a lot of his comments were taking. So I will admit that uh, I was on a hair trigger already when on on Saturday morning he, uh, I thought, was rather aggressive. Now, here's the thing. And this is something that I've talked a lot about uh, over the past couple of days. What's funny is, is we're almost nearly done. I haven't even gotten to the topic I want to talk about. But maybe, look, I have four shows to do this week, okay? So we'll get to it. Trust me, we will get to it. But is that I, I don't think you guys, well, I shouldn't say you guys. I can't speak for you. I don't. I think there's often a misperception, and 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 I, I you have to forgive me because this is my personal journal. I think there's a misperception by not all the patrons. In fact, you know what? Let me let me do a spoiler alert. One of the conclusions I came to is that you know there are a lot of Patreon supporters. Uh, I don't like for some reason I don't feel comfortable talking about those numbers. I know people put it up on Patreon openly. I don't like to talk about those numbers. It fluctuates depending on the season and whatnot. But it's more than five hundred and less than a thousand. We'll say that. And of all those Patreon supporters, uh, only. I only really know about, and I have, and I have even promised myself to to do this. So I want to go through all the Patreon supporters, but my guess is I probably only know about the existence of thirty of them. It's probably even fewer. I'd be surprised if it's more. Okay, but I only, and when I say I know, that's that's a tricky question. I'm probably I'm aware of the existence of about sixty of them. But there's probably only 30 or fewer that I know their personalities, I know what they're like, I know, you know, like a Jordan Darling, or like a Humble Pie, or a Luke... I don't think there's very many of them, right? And so, and don't read into what I'm going to say, like Humble Pie or Luke Stamen. For over 500 of these people... I never hear from them. In fact, there are people who are writing to me because they're not getting their content through Acast. I've never heard of them before in my life. And it's very nice to almost, inter- even though it's under circumstances where they want to get their content, it is nice to to interact with people that I never get to interact, don't even know that they support me. And so I have to realize that for, you know, uh, let's, let's, let's pretend it's 50 people, uh, that for... Um, you know, 95% of my audience or whatnot, I never interact with them, ever. And we have a healthy creator-consumer uh, relationship. They consume the content, I create it, that's the end of the relationship. 
and uh and then there's there's like 50 people or so who they're just in my uh universe and I know who they are and I'm aware of them and I and and, and it's something I've been thinking about in that I think they have because I interact with them they have undue or uh a heavy amount of influence on what I believe the audience is thinking. Okay. And, uh, and that's, this is, this is a topic for another episode. Okay. But what it boils down to is, uh, I don't think that most of my, the vast majority of my listeners are crazy. And before humble pie, and Luke Stamen go off the the deep end about they think I'm saying that those people are crazy. Adam Vaught, when I was talking to him, put it in a really good way, and I think I agree with him in that he used to lead these bike tours uh, for rich people years ago, and he was saying that when he did that, he had what he called his ten eighty ten rule. And I know there's other ones that have this. They're twenty percent, eighty percent. This comes up in. Uh, the three day work, other what is it, the five hour, four hour work week or whatever. But, um, which is, he said, uh, you know, there were 80% of his clients who it was a normal relationship. He gave them a bike tour. Uh, they were rad. They were fine, perfectly pleasant, totally doesn't know who they are. Then there were 10% of the people where he was like, oh my God, these people are amazing people. They're amazing. They're super. They're super clients, right? They're fantastic. And then there was another ten percent of the people who they took up most of his time, and they were like they were the bane of his existence. And what I'm talking about are those people, okay? The ones who are very demanding and demand a lot of energy, and they literally drain me of my energy. In fact, one of the things I was going to talk about today was burnout. So we'll do this on another. It might be. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow's episode, but it'll be this week where uh, I have a video I watched about YouTube creator burnout. And it was a therapist who's also a YouTuber who talked about YouTube creator burnout. Where, and so the Darren thing could be not only the symptom, but the cause of uh, what I feel is a mild case of burnout that I'm feeling. But uh, I watched the video already. We're going to go through it, and I will discuss in detail. It's only a four-minute video, but it should last the episode as I talk about uh, the things she says in there. And we stop. But I, I, you know, and I know maybe some of you who knew Darren are kind of sad that I let him go, but it's one of these things that I don't regret. I don't regret it at all because what I was going to say is like, how many jobs, like think about all of you out there who listen to this and you have jobs and imagine if you're at your job and somebody just came in and started telling you. You know, for those of you that didn't hear, what happened was Taylor and I were having a pre-planned, amusing discussion about whether Taylor was a prima donna. And in the chat room, he started going on and on about how, you know, like, how dare you call Taylor a prima donna? You're the one who's the prima donna. Okay. And started going off about how I'm the one that's a prima donna. And by the way, I'm not denying it. Okay. Uh, it's why I had to, it's, I'm, I'm such a prima donna. It's the reason I had to start afterthought. Okay. Out of necessity, because I'm such a fucking prima donna. 
Uh, and that that's not the only – when I started my test prep company, it was the same thing. But the point is that, um, you know, I was – I warned him. And I don't think I left this in the recorded. I said, listen, Darren, you're, you're skating on thin ice. You're in peril. Okay. And then, and, and I was done with it then. Cause remember I told you he's been in my peripheral vision for a while. And then he went, Oh, I'm scared. And I know this is like the dumb equivalent of calling me chicken, but honestly, I'm not here for it. And he may pay $20 a month and I'm going to lose $20 a month, but okay. I would rather lose that $20 a month than have to be at the whim of Darren Perilous. Well, we're going to call it a day there for this Joe Batanz. I'm telling you, this might be the theme of the week. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to keep it in the background because we still have to talk about creator burnout, what kind of I'm going through right now. Uh, and so that will be the... I don't know if it will be in the next episode because maybe something hilarious will happen tomorrow. I don't know. We'll take it... it this will be covered. We'll see next time on this Jebatance right here with my new headphones on Amazon Media.